Hi everybody, it's Tyler here from the Danganronpa After Class podcast. Just before we start the episode, I wanted to give a quick spoiler warning to everyone listening. If you haven't played Chapter 1 of Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc, we will be talking about the first chapter in its entirety, so there will be spoilers coming ahead. And I also wanted to give a quick shout out and thank you to everyone who listened to our premiere episode of the Danganronpa After Class podcast. We're very thankful for you listening and for your support. So let's get right into chapter one of Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc. As we move on, 15 students remaining, chapter one starts. The beginning of the chapter is kind of easy. Um, you know, the students, uh, after, you know, we pick up where we left off. We're in the gym. They go through the rules. Uh, there's, there's seven initial rules, which is um, you can only reside in the school. If you leave, you're not allowed to leave the school grounds. It's forbidden. Nighttime is from 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. There are some areas that are off limits at nighttime. It's also established a little bit later that the water is turned off at nighttime. So if you want to shower, if you want to brush your teeth, if you want to go to the bathroom, you need to do it before 10 p.m. Um, sleeping anywhere other than your dorm, other than the dormitories, I should say, is punishment. Um, it'll be otherwise it's class. It will lead to a punishment, which will be classified as sleeping in class. Um, you are free to investigate at your own risk with minimal restrictions to the school, no violence towards the headmaster Monokuma or su- the surveillance cameras around the school. Um, a student who murders another will become the blackened and they will graduate unless they are discovered. And any additional rules will be added as necessary. Um, after this point, the the school rules are, are what they sort of observe. And they go around the school. Uh, well, actually, we'll get to that. Before we get to that, what were you guys' thoughts on, on all the rules that they have to live by? It seems very almost 1984 society. Like, you know, these are the rules. You need to stick by them or you will be punished sort of uh, societal thoughts. Punishment is very misleading in this in this context because he until goes a little on bit later that yeah punishment means execution execution <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's a very um it's a very explicitly like it, it doesn't it doesn't quite come across at this point but it's like after it's established that an infraction of the rules will net you getting killed um or at least, or really, like, whatever punishment is kind of to the discretion of Monokuma, and mostly it's going to be getting you killed. Um, that it, that Monokuma, like, kind of... You, you understand the sadism of the rules after that point, because basically the water turns off after 10. You can't sleep outside of class, so it, or outside of the dorms. So it means that if you say, I don't know, you were doing something during the night, or you needed, like to swap your sleeping around for some reason you couldn't sleep properly uh, then you decided to go back to your dorm and sleep during the day you've burnt the amount of hours that you can get water 
Mm. So there is a basic bodily need for you to wrap your entire life around this living schedule. You can't shit. You can't piss, really, and get rid of it. So if you wake up in the middle of the night, that's just sitting in your toilet. If you, you want to shower, you've got to do that within daytime hours as well. Like, there are so many minor inconveniences in what's being laid out. And the nefariousness of having these things... And another important part is some of the building... Some of the rooms close, the dining room closes. When the dining room closes, that also limits your access to food and water. So it's like, okay, after 10, you're, you're cut off. And if you start... In, if you basically infringe on your sleep, you will never be able to really readjust without just going without for a period of time. So it would be very easy for somebody to slip into, like, a really bad mental state. And Makoto kind of points that out. Um, at a point being, like, Jesus, all of these rules are kind of made for us to, like, basically be at a constant war of attrition with living here. So that we'd want to kill each other. Yeah. I think it's really nefarious. And, like, it, Monokuma doesn't really get the rap until the... Mm, you see what punishment is a bit later on, but, like, he is definitely up there with Jigsaw in terms of, like, fictional characters that are thinking very maniacally about ways to, like, just psychologically manipulate the people they're trying to kill. Yeah, they're ve very meticulous and very sadistic in the methods that they're taking, and I definitely agree with everything that you've just said right there. Um, after uh, discussing the rules, an argument breaks out between... Mr. Tagami, uh, Byakia, and Mondo, as Tagami calls him a plankton, um, after Byakia tries to go off on his own to investigate the school. Makoto tries to break it up and gets knocked the fuck out by Mondo. When he wakes up, he wakes up in he, what, he appear, what appears to be his room. Um, it's established later it is his dormitory, since they didn't want him to be punished for being knocked unconscious in the gym. And uh, when he goes to leave the room, he bumps into Miss Mizuno, who uh, it's who he sort of establishes this relationship. She's very friendly, um, and then she offers to be his uh, his uh, assistant, basically to you know we'll work together to get through this. And uh, I think the term she uses in the anime is "you need a gal Friday" if you're going to be the lead detective. Um, which is another sort of like a pop culture reference to sort of an olden style detective uh, TV shows and films. Um, and yeah, she offers to basically be his 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 uh, tutorial guide, I guess, throughout this. You know, uh, you learn about all the different prompts you can do during the talking. Um, everyone's investigated the school whilst Makoto has been unconscious. They've learned that you know you can't break down the doors. They're limited to specific areas, but they, you know, the food, the food is replenished every night based on what they consume throughout the day. They have an abundance of stocks and they're never going to run out of clothes. Um, you know, they have a laundry room. They have a the gym where they can work out. You know, they have everything they could need in their dormitory. It's established that the uniforms they're wearing now, they have multiple versions of them in their room. So they will wear the same clothes every single day. They've just got to wash the uniforms every once in a while, which is a weird I, I thing I actually to miss of. that. I miss that yeah, note. I don't think I got that. It's idea. established. <laughs> they, like, their uniforms that they're wearing now, they have the same set of clothes for every single day. <laughs> That's so depressing. Do you I know. imagine just every single day wearing the same... I mean... Honestly, like, if you have a favorite jacket or something, it's not too dissimilar from I that. Think, I Jesus. think the concept behind this is that, like, 
when they designed the characters, they wanted oh, to yeah. make sure that the design stuck. You didn't want to have, mm. you know, Celeste come out one day without her iconic pigtails and without her iconic dress and, and mm. heels and stockings. They wanted her to be the same every single day. So oh, they yeah, needed to course. have a storyline driven reason as to why that was the case. Yeah, which no, makes no sense. I agree. I've just, I just think it's kind of funny as well. Definitely. Like, um, and you as- come in on the first day with a stain on your shirt and then every yeah. copy of your shirt has that same stain on it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so annoying. That'd be hilarious. All of Hifumi's clothing is covered oh. in semen. That's just how it works. Oh, it's geez. just caked. Like one of the, I, I realized, yeah, I had a look back over my notebook and I realized one of the things that I noted was that within, within twice of this experience of before Makoto gets punched out and the first time that you get to go to... Um, talk with anybody outside of outside of your dorm room after you wake up from getting knocked out in both instances the only thing Hukufumi has to say is creepy sex shit that comes on to the other people there in a yeah. really uncomfortable it's way very, it's very very uncomfortable yeah he's just like he, that is his character and his character is I'm gonna just be really fucking weird about genitals basically yeah all of Hukufumi's shirts so- if they were to fall off the coat hangers would shatter yeah <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so as so as the free time so as we go through the days you're investigating every single day we were actually given some free time and there's three instances of free time as we established earlier the first one that you speak to or that you're forced to speak to is Sayaka um, as an introduction now Patrick you asked a question earlier about are you guaranteed to get the skill when you speak to her the first time the, que- the answer to your question is yes the way that you get skills to apply in the trials is through free time events so who you speak to will give you certain skills that contribute towards certain aspects of the class trials um i don't want that to be an influence in which people you speak to though because obviously some people will have ones that are more beneficial than the others but that's just that's just a side note in regards to that but yes you are guaranteed to get that skill the first time because it's supposed to establish that you get skills from talking to people you also if you've spoken to someone more than once you get skill points as well once you get to specific points in the relationship which you can check through the report card right and um once you get those skill points that gives you the opportunity to apply more skills before trials in your class preparation can you run me down how the fuck gifts work yes because that's what i'm about to do that- now so okay this will be a sort of a shorthand guide to the gifting and the free time events throughout all of the Danganronpa games. So basically how the gifts work is as you're investigating the school and selecting different things in different rooms, you can find mono coins. You also get mono coins for completing trials and the higher difficulty you are, the more you get. So if you're playing on the easy difficulty, I think it's a, it's a times 0.4 multiplier. If it's the medium, it's 0.7. And if it's the highest, it's just a flat multiplier, right? And based on the score you get in the trial, you get more coins. And, uh, the way that you get these gifts is there's a mono mono pachinko machine in the uh school store and you basically just throw your coins in and you get these little like items out of the little balls and you can give them to people as gifts and the way that the gifts work is that when you give someone a gift if they like or love the gift you can establish a deeper relationship with them you don't have to give them a different gift every single time if someone likes the flotation donut and you've got four of them you can give them four flotation donuts and you'll still progress your your relationship with them you'll still progress towards skill points and class trial skills with them as well um 
but you only get to develop one relationship. If you give them a gift that they are neutral on or they don't like, then you don't, you miss out entirely on progressing that relationship with that person and you actually fail the free time event. So the free time events are non-compulsory. You don't have to do them, but it's recommended you do so that you develop relationships with people that you really like. But if you give them the wrong gift, you not only do you miss out on a skill and miss out on a uh, skill point advancement, you miss out on the entirety of the bonuses that you can get for giving someone a gift. So that's why it's important to make sure that you're giving someone something that they really like. There's an app that you can download, which I sent to you guys, but if you're listening to this, you can download the Dangan Romper Trilogy gift guide. It's free and it's spoiler free as well. You just got to tap on something and it'll tell you what they like. Um, so you can search your gifts to see if you've got them. However, there is actually a trick in the stores. There is you can actually buy specific gifts for coins. Uh, I, I'm not sure about the first one. I think there is actually just like a vending machine and you can buy mineral water. Every character in the game, every single one that you can develop a free time relationship with likes mineral water. So if you buy a million mineral water and just give them mineral water every time, you're guaranteed to progress your relationship. So if you're unsure about your gifts, just give them a mineral water. They'll always like it. But you know, whilst Celeste might like the civet coffee, or Biakia might like the civet coffee, or, or you know, Kyoko or whoever. Someone like Hufumi might not like the coffee, but might like the soda, for an example, or the potato chips. Like, or, you know, he might be the one that likes the gaming magazine, whereas uh, Hina's the one that would like the the swimsuit magazine or you know junko would be suited for the the nail that like the nail the, the the fake nail kit or whatever whatever you get there's over a hundred gifts so yeah yeah i've noticed that from the looking up that i've done there's a bunch of them that no one likes which is kind of interesting yeah a lot of those are like uh pop pop culture references and yeah yeah beyond a certain point as well um I can't remember what, I think it's the, from the school crest onwards, you can't give those gifts to anyone because they're unlocked from playing the game. Um, you basically get, you get like a token, like, um, gift for finishing the chapter. So in this case, the two that we got, we got the school crest at the end of the prologue, and then we got the despair bat at the end of chapter one, um, which sort of leads into the trial, which we'll get to in in a little bit. Um, but as you go on, you get those, you also get... Um, you know, anything that you might unlock, I don't think the first one really has this, but anytime you unlock like bonus things or like Easter eggs, you can't give those away. So I think for the, um, I think it's either called the man's design or the, or the man or like the, the, the man's nut or something is the item that you need for that Hafumi cutscene you were mentioning oh, earlier. It's, it's a little, it's called like, um, it's called like a man's dream. Or something like that. It's a little bathtub. Yeah, it's a little bathtub. It's yeah. like a man, a man's fantasy or something like that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like you need like those are for specific cutscenes, so you can't give those away. And the other one that you can get, which you, which in the first game, if you're playing one two reload, you can only get the items from playing the school mode, which is like a uh, a cleanup sim, uh, da- a cleanup dating sim version, um, similar to what 
Jared was mentioning earlier, like the Haddleful boyfriend and stuff. Um, if you div- just like any other Japanese dating sim, if you get their relationship to full, you get their underwear and you get them for all the characters. <laughs> so um, it's a very interesting list. I because I looked up the item guide. I wasn't using the app. I just looked up the item list and was like rowing through the- every time I got one. I just cross referenced it on the wiki, and then like coming scrolling down past the like ones that like oh okay there's one for every chapter and then like seeing the underwear just start coming up and i'm like <laughs> hang on a minute and i had to read it's like oh you get this from the from the um bonus like dating sim cleanup from the dating mode, sim cleanup mode very a very entertaining window into the characters to look at them by their choices in undergarments and it's not just the women's it's also the men's as well which is a nice change of pace how do we get hafumi's underwear <laughs> In the second and third game, if you max a relationship with someone, you you don't have to play the dating sim mode. You just get it. You just get the underwear. Whereas in the first game, the first game because they the first game never released with a dating sim mode. Then they brought one out for one to reload. So in order for you to get it, you have to max the relationship in the game, and then you have to max their affection meter in the dating sim mode as well to get the undergarment. It's very weird. So what's the like? What's the buy? What's the buy to buy on the um, on the, de- on the like developing somebody's relationship in free time with gifts? If you go and meet with them and have the little scene with them and then don't give them a gift at the end, is that just like point value neutral? That's that's nothing. You don't get anything. The only you way the only the only way that free time gives you a benefit is you need to give someone a gift they like and progress the story. If you don't give them a gift, you get nothing. If you give them a gift and they and you don't get like a conversation out of them you get nothing if you give them a gift and then you get a conversation out of them you know you you won't necessarily always get extra skill points or a skill but as long as you give them a gift and it says that they like the gift and then you have a conversation it doesn't immediately cut to black you got your bonus and that's and that's all that matters Okay, and so then it's like either value neutral, or if you give them a gift they don't like, it's actively taking it back a step. No, you don't get you don't go back a step. It's just you oh. get a little like, oh, why would I the fucking like this? You're stupid. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you you're just get out, wah, yeah. wah, wah. but like you don't wah, you 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 can't you like the affection meter. It's not. Uh, it's pro- I don't know how persona is like, but it's not like you go up and down. It's just. Yeah. If you do the right things, you go up and you stay at that level, and you can't no, degenerate. That's, that's actually very similar to Persona. I had a feeling that it was—I thought it was more of like an up and down kind of thing. I couldn't mm. figure out exactly if you like, if like or love for a gift progress things faster or not. Yeah. Like I couldn't get a—I couldn't get a very good feeling for it because I was just trying to constantly go for the mo- most optimal thing. Yeah, just definitely. to get the most out of it. Because part of this is we're playing it for a podcast, and also, uh, look, you've been through one of these. Like, straight up, you've been through one of these relation generation games, um, <laughs> which for me, the first organic experience, like, 100% organic experience with it was with um, Persona 4 Golden. It's a nightmare. <laughs> Trying is, to, like, just get all of this to work just completely organically is a nightmare, and especially if you have to do a guessing game on what people might like based on the items. Like, who the fuck would have guessed that Bayaku... Biakia... Biakia likes old wooden cuckoo clocks. I wouldn't have. I need to look at a fucking item guide to tell me that because there's nowhere in his personality does it seem like he's a fucking fan of Swedish woodwork. <laughs> but here we are. 
your recommendation was to like put one coin in the coin machine until yeah yeah so the way that the coin machine works is that you put the coin in you get if you get the gift then you'll see that the percentage goes up um the most efficient way to get the gifts is that even if you get duplicates that's okay because those duplicates might actually help you when it comes to getting ones that you need for specific characters so just keep putting your coins in until you get to about 65 to 70 percent chance of a duplicate and then you start putting multiple coins in to reduce the chance um that's the most efficient way to use your coins um I'll guarantee you that getting to 100% duplicate chance. Oh, by the way, if you like, say for example, you, yeah, but basically if you put a coin in, get an item and then your percentage goes up to like 0.0 or 0.89%, if you use that item, your percentage doesn't go down. Like it doesn't go back to zero because you've already got that item in your log. It's just like, you know, the percentage is the percentage of chance for you to get an item you've gotten in the past. It doesn't necessarily mean that you've got that item in your inventory. Um, but yeah, that's the most efficient way to use your coins. It's just one of the, it, it becomes grindy, but the way that I find it is that at the beginning of the game, after the first couple of trials, as soon as you get your free time, throw all your coins into the pachinko machine, get as many gifts as you can, and then you will never need to do it again. You can save your coins for the store where you can buy the mineral water if you've got nothing for a particular person. And the thing is, right, the only way that you will have a chance of risking your free time is if it gives you the prompt, should I hang out with X? And you press yes. If you press no, you can still come back to them after going to buy gifts. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was more asking that. And I, I was going down this entire train of thought because I wanted to make sure I didn't waste the fucking hairpin I gave to um, Sack... Um, Sayaka. Sayaka, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's um, fair enough. I keep going to call her Sakura, but that's, Sakura. she's not. It's Sayaka and Sakura um, are very close. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Um. Just like yeah, um, Taka and Toko. Yeah, you know? true. That's, you know. Oh, yeah, no. I, there was a point where I just didn't remember anyone's name, so I just started. I mean, the good part is that I just referred to Taka as the Admiral. The as the Admiral, yeah, that makes things easier. Um, <laughs> so. Who did you guys speak to in your free time? Yeah, I spoke to Sayaka first, of course. Well, you have to. You can't speak to anyone but Sayaka in the beginning. Who were the... You had two more. So, did you speak to... Yeah, so did you speak to Sayaka again? Yeah, I think I did. And I gave her the love ring, whatever it was. Yeah. So, you pulled the love ring out. I got the hair clip. Yeah, I got the hair clip as well, but I gave that to Hina. Uh, Oh, so you spoke to Hina as well? Yeah, that was my interactions Wait, which one is Hina again the uh, donut swimmer, swimmer. Sp- oh god I keep forgetting that that's a I, I boobs because <laughs> it's, it's so much shorter it's it's boobs owie. Yeah, it's owie. boobs owie yeah. Yeah. owie yeah owie owie yeah. Hina, but my friends call me Hina sup um who, what about you Patrick um no I, d- I did a similar thing I um Saika and then Hina and I also had one for the um for the dete- for the presumed detective. The oh, Kyoko. Kyoko, yeah. Kyoko. So I just spent my free times with them. The so ultimate- when I Ooh. did my free times in the game, I actually assumed, due to the way that she was in the prologue, that you couldn't speak to Kyoko and that she yeah. wouldn't speak to you. So I spoke to three people. I spoke to Sayaka, I spoke to Hina, and I spoke to Junko. Those were the three ah. that I spoke to. Um, I like how we all had Hina. That's kind of fun, is that it, she's just a naturally draw... She's a naturally positive presence in our lives. Obviously one of the mo- more popular ones of the original cast. Um, the, I, now, I'm going to tell you this and you're going to love it, but 
Um, and we're going to elaborate on this a little bit further when we get to the actual murder investigation trial. But my, I have one friend of mine who's a female who played the game on my recommendation. And the three people that she spoke to in her free time events were Sayaka, Junko, and Leon. And <laughs> you can imagine by the end of the chapter, the three people that stood out to her the most. Oh, Go on! Oh boy. Just targeted. She made the right choice. Like, I'm going to say from a purely, from the moment that like the, the sequence of events kicks off, I, through to the end of the trial, I was basically kicking myself because I like Junko. I liked her and I'm like, ah, I'll just wait to talk to her until I get an item for... <sighs> yeah, yeah, I know. That was actually quite an ironic, like, that action when we think about the cinematic, but... Um, yeah, it was, it, and you know, what I found when I first played it was, I thought I was going to get a lot more free time than what I got. I thought that we were going to get a lot because there was a lot of characters, but once they said, okay, you get three and then that's it, like they're going to start dropping and not on, we lost 20% of the cast in one chapter. And I was like, holy shit, I can't afford to spread my, my free time amongst everyone. I need to go to the, the people that stand out to me the most and I just need to talk to them as much as I can because I don't know when they're going to, when they're going to leave, when they're going to finish. I don't know when they're going to die. So I need to drive my points into every single person that I have the best affinity with because I can't afford to go and have someone die on me that I wanted to finish the relationship with. So I don't, I don't, I don't want to, and this is something that happened to me in the second game. I invested a lot of time into one person and they died right before I finished them. And I was so mad because like I was putting so much time to that one person and then they died, they went off and died. And I was like, fuck. Anyway, we'll talk about that when we get to the second game. But anyway, as the time goes on, eventually Monokuma comes up after a couple of days, realizes that, you know, he's got all the stuff he needs. He's got pressure. He's got like the, you know, weird circumstances, but he doesn't actually have motivation for them to kill. So he takes them to the AV room and they all watch, um, well, actually Makoto goes ahead and watches his motivation video, which is a video of his family, uh, wishing him well as they go to Hope's Peak, but then it cuts to his living room being completely destroyed. His family's missing. And the very, the, the word art find out after graduation at the end of the video, um, and it's just, oh, yeah, it's, he, he fr obviously it freaks me out. And being in that situation myself, I can imagine that I would be like, yeah, holy fuck, what's going on? My fam what happened to my family? Like, what the, what the shit? You walk out of the room, you go to the nearest supply closet or window, you just go back to your room, you grab a tool out, you walk back down to the, you walk back down and you just embed the hammer in Bayakuya's skull. In Biaki's skull, you just bang, and then, and then the only logical thing. Deed's done. It's the only logical answer to mm. the problem. But yeah, it, it freaks them all out. They all watch their videos. Everyone's a little bit cagey about revealing it. But the one who is the most drastically affected is Sayaka, who effectively has a meltdown, runs off. You go and chase after her. You promise that you will never let any harm come to her, and she basically breaks down in your. It breaks down to you, and she's very thankful for it. And it sort of leads into the events a little bit later. It's right before nighttime. She knocks on your door and tells you... By the way, it's been established that the, all of the rooms are soundproof. Right? But she comes to Makoto and says that someone tried to break into her room. And that 
she's afraid to stay in the room alone in case they succeed. It's been, it was established in the anime, not in the games. The doors, and it's actually established in the trial, but in the anime before they get there, it's established that you can't lockpick the doors. They're unique f- for to the specific key they're given, right? So, for, if you took notice of that, which I didn't when I first played it, something fishy right there when she says, someone tried to break into my room. It's like, well, they can't. Like, yeah, the rooms yeah. are secure. You can't be broken into. And even, if they, and even if they did, you wouldn't be able to hear it because they're soundproofed. That's wouldn't- a good point, actually. I hadn't thought of that. I assumed that what she meant was that somebody was, like, thumping on the door. But if they, like... That was the thing, is I was assuming that the rooms are soundproof relative to each other. And, but it's also relative to the hallway as well. But the, so, wa- yeah, the no, way that they establish that the rooms are soundproof, it makes no sense, like... If the door wasn't soundproof and the rest of the room was, it makes no sense because if someone's yeah. in the hallway, they're going to hear whatever's going on in the room. Well, yeah. Whereas, pretty, the if, if, pretty if, the ho- if all the rooms relative to where they are are going to be soundproof, mm-hmm. the door has to be soundproof. Somehow. There's no way it can't be. It, it must yeah, just be a right, really right. thick door. It can't... It, it was, can't... Yeah. This was something that I didn't even think about. Like, at the time, I was just kind of struck with the story, but you're right, when you combine this, like, that, I think it's worth going back a little bit and setting up, like, how, um, uh, Sayaka's motive develops, because when she has this sort of, like, heart-to-heart moment with Makoto, she establishes that, like, I'm an idol, I have my idol group, I love them to bits, we're going to rise to the top together, we compete as rivals, and, but also we are like, you know, a family, and I will do literally anything (laughs) for them, and anything to make my dream a reality, there is no stopping me. I've had to do some dark things to get this far in the entertainment business, and I will keep doing them. People, and, um... Like, that, like, that moment mm. was was basically, there's a comparative moment in Berserk, the fantastic manga that it is, where the main fucking villain has the same monologue before he becomes the villain. Of basically being like, yeah, I've had to do incredibly evil shit, but if you ask me whether I'd do it again, I'd do it in a fucking heartbeat. Um, and, and <laughs> people so, aren't gonna get it because it's I a visual. It's not like, a, oh, people aren't gonna get it. But Patrick's basically throwing his camera in his fucking eyes, saying like, <laughs> "I'm gonna do this," and it's just hilarious to watch. There's um. um I've <laughs> got too much visual gag potential for us to not record our screens. Um, <laughs> uh, it's alright. I've, well, like I said, I've recorded most of this on my screen anyway. So okay, cool. Yeah. I I made a note. Um, I made a note in here about that specifically. In that, like, she's now a suspect. She was immediately from that point on a suspect for me for any murders because it's just like okay, well. You like from the from the DVD especially. There's your motive. You've just got it. Like right there, plain as day. Exactly. Oh, she's she's not only like willing to go the extra step, but then the game tries to throw this red herring at you of, oh, my dorm's being broken into, and uh, lo and behold, if I'm look, do the um, honors, uh, yeah. Look, I didn't I didn't take notice of some of those some of those things at the beginning, but mm. like I knew that something was going to go wrong with this room swap. Mm. I knew that immediately. I think it's, like, really, like, knowing the personality type, like, 
and what that was well, supposed yeah. to mean from like past experience helped me exactly. establish. Well, we'll the get point into the being like she's less than trustworthy. Yeah, well, we'll we'll get into the trial because that sort of breaks out. But Jared, what were your thoughts when it comes to you know she's come up and she said this and you know initially Makoto just offers, look, do you want to just stay in my room? And initially his offer was, you stay in the bed, I'll sleep on the couch or whatever because they've got like chairs in the room and she's like no i i think we should just swap rooms you know like he offered a plausible reason but she was the one that insisted they swap rooms and you know like you could just go sleep in my room It's, it's like you know if i was in that position of makoto i'd be thinking you just told me that someone is going to break into my into your room and you're offering to give me your key and stay in there so that Let's just say that you're right and someone is trying to break in and murder you. They're going to break in, see I'm in there and go, eh, and then kill me. You're putting my life in danger. Why would you not take the more... Like, Makoto is incredibly naive to think (laughs) that... For sure. the The room swap is the right move. Like, he should have... Like, my perspective is put your foot down, we stay in the same room or you go back. And that's how it should be, right? Like... I'm happy to protect you, but I'm not going to risk my life for you. Yeah, but at the same time, they'd been, like, kind of... They'd been flirting with each other for the last, like, two or three days in an incredibly stressful situation. Like, it's naive, sure as shit, but it, it, she he's also put in an incredibly difficult position to say no to her, which and to put his foot down, because, it, because he's already kind of made this, like bewildering fucking commitment to be like, I will do anything for you. Literally anything. I'll, I'll, whatever you need to make sure that you're okay, I'm gonna be there for you. And it's just like, dude, bro, you need to realize the circumstances that you have made that commitment under. And, uh, when it comes morning, I think he realizes the circumstances that he made the commitment Oh, on. yes, he do. He <laughs> certainly do. Yeah, I actually made a, 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 fucking, a prediction earlier on, like, on the morning before that all happened, that Sayaka would be the one that's going to try and kill me. Because <laughs> of all of this build-up about, uh, like, getting to know her and being close with her, it's like, yeah, something's not right here. They want me to feel something for her, and then it's all going to be ripped away. And I thought that's how it would play out, but I was very close with the with the events that unfolded after that. Yeah, definitely. And one of the topics that I have listed for our post-series wrap-up is ways to improve the game. And that's something that we will discuss once we've played the game in full and we get to discuss... You know, I've, I, in particular, I actually, one of the things that I'm looking to do is a self project, which will be a video that I upload to the YouTube channel. That's going to be narrated by myself, which, you know, is going to be something as a release. That's not a podcast is how would I change Danganronpa story and make it better? And that's something that, you know, I probably won't post until a little bit later on. Maybe once you guys are mostly through the story or I mean you at the pace you guys are going you're going to be done with this game very quickly and I'll be able to post it whenever and you know our podcast might not be up to date but it's something that I can post but um I do have thoughts on everything that you guys are saying and it'll be something that I will elaborate on and there's also I can refer to a lot of fan like I've actually written a lot of fan written stories on Danganronpa that's how you know how much this franchise means to me is that you know I don't read anime like manga I don't read I don't watch a lot of anime. I don't 
read fan fiction on anything, but I have for this. This is how important this franchise is to me. I've watched all of the anime. I've read all of the light novels that are manga style, and I have read fan adaptation stories. So, Okay, so you get also the world lore. I get the world lore, and I get the, you know, alternate, you know, AU versions of people and you know how you can utilize mixed opportunities missed opportunities that's why i want to make these videos and do this podcast um do do you i just want an answer to one question and it's just a a yes or no answer have you consumed in some form ultra despair girls ultra despair girls what do you mean specifically danganronpa ultra Ultra despair as in the game yeah, have you either watched it or played I, through it? Or? I haven't played it yet. That's the one game I haven't played. It's in my library, though. <laughs> Ultra Despair Girls. I am I am specifically putting that game off until we get to a point where we can play it. Where put I can that play game, it. Put no. that game off as for as long and as much as you can. And I have for over a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, okay, definitely. Cool. Do you know anything about it? I do, yeah. I know okay. most of most of what it is. I just haven't played it, but I Do will you know play it eventually. About it as a game. Yes. Okay. Well, like I, you know I've it, read yeah. up on everything. I know. Yeah, I know. A, I know a lot about it. Don't worry. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll move. Anyway, straight, straight <laughs> from the record. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so let's go straight into murder investigation briefly, and then trial. Um, so. As has been hinted for most of this chapter, the uh, the victim for the first chapter is Sayaka. She is found in your bathroom the next day with a knife in her chest. Uh, the blood is pink, which is a specific design choice. A, to get around censorship in Japan at the time. And B, um, for like the actual like color scheme of the, of the game. Uh... Immediately, you are taken to the gym where Monokuma explains that murdering someone isn't enough. You actually need to get away with it from a trial. The trial basically works is that you'll discuss things and figure out who the, try to figure out who the killer is. You'll all then proceed to a popular vote. Um, if you predict the right person, they will be punished. You get to continue your lives. If you fail, they graduate. Everyone else gets punished. As Jared mentioned earlier, the punishments are X E. Um, so you die if you, so if you murder someone, you need to make sure you do it right because if you get caught, you die. So it's, it's established that if you're taking the risk of leaving, uh, or acting on a motive, you need to do it the right way. Cause if you don't, you will die. So it's, it's established that way early. I think an interesting extra psychological contingent to it is that you need to not only be prepared to kill one person. You need to be prepared to kill every single motherfucker in the room. Because if you're not, then, you know, you probably won't be able to hack it when they all die as a result of you winning. You need you need to take into consideration that you need to be willing to sacrifice everyone for your own. It's the ultimate selfish game. And you know, you know what it basically is, is the game basically plays off a prisoner's dilemma. Which is, if everyone commits to this choice the you know we're not going to kill everyone then you they all benefit by you know living a full life together but if they don't but if what even one person acts on the chance to get out then either they get everything or everyone else gets everything and that and that's that's that you you know like it's 
morally you're taught in the prisoner's dilemma and this is why it's actually a genius way that this is set up this system morally in a prisoner's dilemma you are engineered to be selfish and in this because you know if you if you're not selfish and someone else is you could be the one that that suffers so for self-preservation reasons you're more inclined to be selfish so that's how this situation can be driven towards you need to try and kill someone to get it out because someone else might beat you to the punch. And it's, 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 yeah, it's scary. But before we even get to that, Junko defies Monokuma and says, I am not participating in this shit. I'm not risking my life to try and figure out who murdered that dumb bitch. And Monokuma charges at her. She stands on him and says, what you gonna do, son? There's a little fan service, you know, an almost upskirt. There's a shadow from where the upskirt would be. Um, you practically get all of her thigh up until the the hem of her skirt. It's a little bit... And she's fifteen. I know, but that's fifteen. You, yeah, but they're not designed to look like fifteen-year-olds. Yeah. thing. which is <laughs> I know, which is the scary thing. Know. But anyway, that's what it is. And then <coughs> the scary thing that happens which broke the hearts of anyone who was a fan of Junko and Ashima and her shark smile and her peace signs she gets speared by about 10 different spears the it's oh help help come to me spears of Gungnir that impale her in multiple directions and she dies in front of everyone saying why me <laughs> instant reactions you know at least she at least she got an amazingly metal mm. death, but so much potential, so much potential there squandered. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of me- yeah. yeah, literally. A lot of metal. It's like about ten different mm. bits of it just poking out of <laughs> but it. But it's kind of dumb to think that you're getting around the rules there. <laughs> like, it's very established. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that she just didn't really... Uh comprehend what was going on and then look Monokuma said at the end of uh, after he blew up in front of Mondo he said I'll give you a warning this time but I warn you that next time that you guys break the school violate the school regulations you won't get off with a swat on the butt and he he established by killing her for defying the violence rules one again this is it if you don't follow the rules you will die and it was established there. And yeah, you're like you said, so much wasted potential. You know, it's, it's all about, it's not just, you know, it's very much setting up your, you can say whatever the fuck you want, but your actions matter. And that was established here. Mind games. <laughs> Mind games. Oh, Hero like lost his mind right at that point, right? Yeah, that's where that that's where Hero where, realized yeah. that it's no longer a joke. Mm. He's like, "Oh, you were serious about killing us. All of those things you said are actually real." Oh, no, <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah. And then we get now, and now we go back up to the room. We see the body. Yeah, so we'll, so for investigation, just before the investigation takes place, we're not actually going to go depth, go in depth into the stages of the investigation because this will be drawing it out way too much. But basically, and they're also all the same anyway. Exactly, but we'll basically hit up the points, the main points, which is um, they're given a Monokuma file, which which gives pertinent information to the death. It's established that Sayaka was dead. The killing blow was a stab wound to the chest. 
um, and her right wrist was broken. Um, that's what is established at the time. Um, at the same time, uh, and that her, her location of death was Makoto's dormitory, which everyone points out, and everyone instantly assumes that Makoto's the one who killed her and covered it up. Um, and that's that's and basically you have to play the investigation in the first half of the trial, proving Makoto's innocence. Um, and it's definitely. Mm. Mm. it's definitely weird uh but that's just how it is i guess in the game and um you play the investigation trying to gather all the clues everyone's pointing the finger at uh and makoto specifically a lot of people uh, specifically uh toko biakia and leon are the three that are really driving the point saying it's Makoto who did this. Um, you know, Byakuya and Toko, two of the people who don't give a shit about anyone and are antagonizing people, and Leon, which we'll get to a little bit later. But um, obviously, you're doing an investigation. Before we start talking about the trial, we're not going to beat around the bush. The trial was solved the moment you, you started the investigation. And that's because of Sayaka's dying message. Um, mm. The... I actually didn't pick up on what that meant. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Really? I just completely oh, wow. missed it. I was looking at it and I'm like, I, I was trying to put all of the information together in my in my head of like, you know, you get the you get the message on the wall, which is uh, what is it? I've I've written it down here. It's one 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 zero three seven is what they yeah. claim it is. One one zero three seven, and then I wrote that again. And I wrote it backwards. Um... And just to try and, like, get what was going on. And then when she does the hint of, like, what happens when you, like, try and write something, like... Facing know, down. Your, like, if yeah, you're, you, if you're if back's, backs against, against the wall the and your arm's facing down and you try to write what happens. That's like, the hint. I was thinking that... But because of the way that it's positioned, I wouldn't have thought... See, even even then, it's like... If your arm's facing down, that doesn't work. But if your arm's facing up like this, it does. Where you're going like an L. But e- even still, you like you'd have enough of a good function to not write it in the way that it's. I like, think the the method there, the but- method that it's meant to be is that um, she's got her arm behind her back, so she's trying to she's write trying it, to hide and it. the way that she writes it, she sort of just. I think just the the method in and. I think you've got to keep in mind as well that she's using her left wrist, which is not her writing hand because her right wrist was broken. So she, I think if think when you think about it that way, that that sort of explains the method of writing. Because she's trying to write it quickly. And, it's just, and, it, and, and Makoto says in the anime, the poor girl probably couldn't tur- didn't have enough energy to turn around and try and write the proper way. But as soon as I saw it, as soon as I got a, a proper look at, like, after getting the spooky music and the reveal, which is like, you know, it's called, the track is actually called Despair Pollution Noise. That's what it's called whenever you, you see a murder. It's, you know, the, like, the, the sound that you get. It's called Despair uh, despair Pollution Noise. Um, whenever you get that, you obviously get the shock of whoever died, right? And when we get to chapter two, I, you know, I literally screamed, no! When I when I saw who died, um, I'm not going to say it because Jerry's not at that point yet. But I actually screamed and scared one of my housemates, like guests that he had over that night, because they were walking past my room, to, like to go to the bathroom, as I screamed, and they were very scared. And I was like, "Sorry that sorry, someone in my game just died that I didn't want to die." But as soon as I actually got past the initial shock of the death, and then looked at like the scene, I instantly said. 
that's it, either that's someone who knows or that's the person who did it. And it's super simple. And it didn't matter at that point. You know, I knew that, you know, it didn't matter what would have happened. And this will go into my video that I'll, that I'll, that will, that I'll do later. I'll explain how I could have improved the circumstances. But like I said, it's very handholdy. You can tell instantly who it is. And even though you spend time throughout the trial trying to prove your innocence for way too long, eventually Kyoko's the only one who's got a fucking brain who says, rotate it 180 degrees and it spells out Leon. And, you know, after that point, all the evidence becomes circumstantial. But, the th uh, become, you know, it, even though he claims it's circumstantial, it becomes proven. But what I thought was interesting, what I didn't expect and what... Um, this is something I didn't expect when I played it, but my housemate, he literally, like, I asked him before the trial, what do you think happened? And he got 95% of it right. 95. He was this close. Um, but he got one thing wrong, which I'll say once I explain it. But basically what happens is Sayaka sends a message to Leon asking Leon to come to her dormitory. Before this, she swapped rooms with Makoto and then swapped the nameplates to make uh, Leon think that it's Sayaka's room. Sayaka's plan was to kill Leon and frame Makoto for it by swapping the plates back after killing Leon. Unfortunately for Sayaka, she swings the knife and Leon dodges, grabs the golden sword, which we didn't mention earlier, in one of the... Uh, scenes after free time, you actually grab the sword for self-defense and bring it back to Makoto's room. Uh, Leon grabs the sword and breaks Sayaka's right wrist, which had the knife in it. Sayaka then runs into the bathroom, which we've, it's actually established that Makoto's bathroom has like a, a wonky doorknob and you need to open it a specific way. And only the girls' bathrooms have locks. Um, but this tricks Leon into thinking that it's actually a girl's room. So he grabs his toolkit and unscrews the doorknob to break in and kill Sayaka. Um, after which he takes off his, he cleans up the room with the lint roller, throw, takes off his shirt and throws it into the incinerator, which he had turned on by throwing a glass crystal, a glass ball, not a crystal ball at the incinerator and turning it on. And the reason that you can establish that is that there's a gate that you can't get through and he doesn't have the key for it and he's the ultimate baseball star so of course he's going to be able to pitch from 30 feet hit it and then throw the the fire in there uh, unfortunately part of the shirt got left behind for him um so that effectively he it's, it's proven that he is the one who murdered uh sayaka the one thing that my roommate didn't get right was that leon he thought leon attacked first when actually Sayaka was the one who attacked first. And I didn't actually expect that Sayaka was going to set me up to try and kill Leon. I you see, when you break it down, her plan's kind of fucking stupid, isn't it? Well, the first thing like, that I said to myself was, why'd you target Leon? But like, like, even beyond like targeting Leon, it's like, why, why did you... Like, anyone's going to believe... you? Okay, so you two I swap think rooms... Yeah. And then at some point in the morning, you need to swap back in I, the morning in yeah. full view of everybody else getting up when yeah. morning meetings are already established. You two need to come out of each other's rooms and then go back. Oh, she could have gone out in the middle of the night. Because that's when the established change point back is. So there's a really good chance that everybody just sees you swapping rooms, even if you've changed the nameplates back. The body's still in the room after you as Sayaka leave. Like, 
It's like, if she pulled this off, she would have gotten found out. If I was in her shoes, I think the idea is you swap the rooms, you've murdered someone, you swap the nameplates back, Makoto's, you know, done his morning routine in his room, right? Runs out to the dining hall to meet up with Sayaka. Say uh, at this point, Sayaka would wait a few minutes, maybe, waiting for everyone to go through. It's established as well on that morning that people come in droves. So there are people who come right on time, people who come, you know, a few minutes late, and then people who come like almost an hour late at eight o'clock, right? And I think at that point, what she'd do is she'd just wait for some people to come through, say that she like had problems with her hair, when what she was actually doing in the meantime was getting rid of evidence um, in the trash room, which would be unlocked at that point because it, uh, it, it would be unlocked in the morning because Hifumi would have opened it to get rid of the trash from the night before. Then she could go back to her room, have a shower, change her clothes to make it look as if like, you know, I didn't have anything to do with it go back and say, oh, sorry, I slept in or I had to fix my hair. And then when Makoto leaves to go and have a shower, he finds the victim and then that's how she would... And then she would spend the entire trial saying that Makoto did it. But, it, like... It couldn't... It, it could That couldn't work out that way because at the same time, like, you've got to... If you're, if you're going to do it that way, you've got to spend the entire morning hoping to God that Makoto doesn't mention to anyone else there that you've swapped rooms. Well, the, the line that Toko which, uses during the trial, which is supposed to be the reason why her plan would work, is who are you going to believe? A world-famous pop idol or some average kid? Yeah, yeah. no, that, I mean, that's we a fair point. It. But at the same yeah, time, average. like, if somebody <laughs> sees him... Sorry, what was that, Jared? Like, you, we get it. You're average. <laughs> you need to swap the sign... You would need to swap the signs back around in the morning after Makoto's left. Because if you've already swapped them during the night, he's going to come out of her room. And if and if somebody sees him walking out, the entire plan's bugged. Like, it's it's gone. It's fucked. Because, like, you see him walking out of... Like, just imagine... I don't know. It's Taka or somebody. He goes around to everybody's door and knocks on it to try... Oh, like, tries to barge in there to wake it up. Hey, the doors aren't soundproof. The motherfucker knocks on the door. A bunch of people knock on the doors throughout this entire goddamn experience. Yeah, it's it's so weird. So the rooms are selectively soundproof, <laughs> which means that she reasonably could have presumed to hear somebody trying to break into the room. I agree with you. It's weird, and I think it's an inconsistency in the plot. It if is. Anything. It's a little bit of an um, inconsistency, yeah. But like, presuming that he comes and he knocks on everyone's door, he comes back and he either knocks on a door that has Makoto's nameplate on it, and then sees him in there, and then is like, "Come out." And then he knows that that room, when it, when the nameplates are swapped back, if they happen after that event, Taka will know that that's not Makoto's room. Actually, Makoto's room is is, wait, what? You know, he'll have the point of being like, hang on a minute, but I saw Makoto in this room this morning when the thing, but the his room is now supposed to be the one next to it. That doesn't make any sense. Or alternatively, he will see that he comes out of Sayaka's room and be like, ah, why are you in there? You know, I was waking up Sayaka, I wasn't waking up you, what's going on here? At which point, Makoto explains to Taka what happens. So, my point being, Sayaka's plan's fucked from the start, and it kind of goes to show how little... But when you think uh, about I the situation... This, this feed, yeah, this is what I was going to say, is like, this feeds back into the situation that she's in. Which is that, yeah. and it's something that's made clear in the trial as well, she is not thinking properly about what she is doing. In the yeah, she's, she's doing it out of impulse, and it's the reason why she didn't actually manage to kill Leon. Because if she was thinking about actually coming, following through, she would have been able to get the jump on him very easily and just kill him. 
but it's because she hesitates. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. But she gets yeah. got instead. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's established that she's doing this on impulse. She literally half mm. a day after they got the motive, she does it. So like that, that mm. proves. And she even writes her fucking name on the paper that she sends to him. It's just it's, like, yeah, she's doing it on impulse. Um, but yeah, that's supposed to be the way that it elaborates it. What did you guys think about the portraits? In the uh, in the trials, <laughs> the portraits, uh, on you the know, pole. of the deceased. Oh yeah, no, that's pretty cool. I like that. <laughs> yeah. it's, it, it makes sense. It's pretty unique. Um, so the this is the pop culture reference that I mentioned earlier. Now you both have heard of the Sex Pistols, right? Oh yeah. Oh. So here are the Sex Pistols. Obviously, they're a famous uh, English punk rock rock band, um, and They've obviously got a lot of, um, they've obviously got a lot of albums that they've released and there is, uh, I can't remember the name of the album, but, um, what I do remember is that they've got many people who have been in the band, but one of them was Sid Vicious and Sid Vicious was, uh, very, uh, in terms of his appeal was very popular because he had the weird punk rock hair, all the piercings. And he wore a padlock on a chain around his neck. And he was also accused of murder uh, for someone who was, uh, who was found in the bathroom, in, in, a, in a shower with a knife, right? He was accused of, of, a, of, a, of a murder. Um, there was someone, uh, Nancy Spungen, that's it, was found dead on the bathroom floor of their hotel with a stab wound to the abdomen. And it appeared to have bled to death. And it was a hunting knife. And it's... And, um... You know, he's a punk rocker. He wore, and you know, and you know, the, the, the murder is very, the, the, like the presentation of Sayaka's murder is very similar to the murder of Nancy Spungen and the character who kills Sayaka is Leon who wears a padlock around his neck that's connected to a chain and he looks like Sid Vicious. So it's actually quite a, uh, it's quite a crazy like pop culture reference. I do like that, and yeah, isn't Nancy Spungen was also like she was a, like uh, also a musician, wasn't she? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and that fun fact was actually learned from the girls over at the Ultra Hope Girls podcast, which is the podcast that I mentioned earlier that influenced everything. Um, they were the ones who brought up that trivia, which is you know they they go through and they look for all the pop culture references, and they do an awesome job. Um, so that's something that I learned still to this day uh, about this this game. But one of the crazy things that I found as well, uh, just a, which was a while ago, but when they were designing this game, initially, when they were designing all the characters, the first two characters that they designed was Sayaka and Leon. And all of the other models in the game were first built off the models of Sayaka and Leon. And the reason why Sayaka was the first victim and Leon was the first killer is because by the time development of the game was done, they were so sick of Sayaka and Leon that they that the people who were in charge of the game decided we're killing them first. <laughs> I love that. Just being like, I've looked at these uh, fucking models for too long. They've looked at the models for too long, we're fucking them off now. Fun fact about the sex pistols, if I'm reading all of this correctly... The yep. murder happened a year before Sid Vicious's death. That's correct, oh. yes. And the, uh, accordingly, a year before the well, the year the year of the band it was in nineteen seventy eight. Was when it took place. Yeah, yeah, and in nineteen seventy eight, not uh, seventy nine is when, is when he died. Pistols, 
1978 is when the Six Pistols broke up as well, after yeah. being together for a year. They were not a very uh, long-lived band. They no, they weren't, but they were a very popular band. Including so. uh, heroin addiction. Mm. Uh, but yes, but yeah, it, lots of lots of references. Punk! Um, yeah, lots well, of references like, um, here. This is why I like the other punk bands that don't all involve dead <laughs> dead members. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's established that uh, that Leon was the murderer, and uh, uh, the the one of the most popular quotes of this is where uh, Makoto does the closing argument, which has awesome artwork, the comic strip that you've got to that you've got to build, and then you watch the comic strip play out after you put it all together, which is such an aw- like just going through the trial. First of all, the nonstop debates, how they're presented, where the words pop out at you and you've got to shoot. I understand mechanically. It's a little bit weird, but the the presentation, the music is is just such an intense atmosphere. You go nuts. Um, then you've got the Hangman's Gambit. We've got to put everything together. Um, that's a little bit. The Hangman's Gambit has consistently been one of the worst mini games throughout all of the games. It's not necess- It's just not fun. Um, which one? Which one is that oh, one again? That's where you got to the... shoot the letters to fill out a word. Oh yeah, no, that one. That one can be a bit irritating it sets you if yeah it it's ha- a bit irritating it happens early in the second trial and it sets you and I found it set me off on the back foot because I had to guess what word they were going through from a yeah, strange exactly. clue um, yeah exactly yeah it's not like it, it's not the easiest part it's like a translation thing. I don't know. I have a lot of trouble um, in Japanese games sometimes trying to tell what the translation team exactly wants you to go for in certain instances, um, which I think is one of the flaws of like any game that involves guessing a specific word. Yeah, definitely. But the closing argument, which is the comic strip, like the animated comic strip, is just... Oh, oh it's fucking... Beautiful. That's, that's amazing. Love it. And I love the, the very artistic portrayal that you get at the end where you've got the two podiums moving across and then the faces come together and, and the the image of the black and changes to the person who did it it's just such an artistic oh i love it it's awesome um and then the, the 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 this is the part that is most remembered is uh the bullet time battle where Makoto says, do you object? And he says, hell yeah, I object. This is all circumstantial. This is bullshit. And you've got to, pr- you got to like do the final nail in the coffin to prove it. And <laughs> Leon's just sitting there going, stupid, stupid. Stop it, stupid, 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 stupid. It's just- <laughs> <laughs> yes, great and argument. Put- and after he puts the last nail in the coffin, he's like, I demand to see your cookie. He's like, stupid. Stupid. <laughs> Pit? And then it's got the image of Leon like having an existential crisis going, Oh my god, that fucking picture. All of the art throughout all of this game is amazing. Whether it, it is just be so the normal good. normal presentation of the game with its strange, like, psychedelic kind of um, art style. Co- art style, with this, like, colors, creepy yeah. Color palette, yeah. Yeah. And then you just get these moments of, like, that specifically that one of Leon just in black and white where it just looks like all of the color has drained from life itself as he realizes everything that's happening to him in that fell moment of being of it being finalized just on the note of like when you're having that fight i love the premise of the stop this person from being an obnoxious moron to get the final argument to get the done. final argument yeah. done yeah. yeah i love the premise of that game i hate its execution and i love that as the as the rhythm comes through the speed picks up because of the intensity of it that's that's a good mechanic. 
I think in I think in premise it is really strong. In execution, I think it is fucking frustrating because it is hit this button to lock down the phrases, then hit the other button to clear them. That's annoying. That's really annoying. Just or present it differently or something. Well, one of the things that's established is that what you need to do, you could you can select multiple at once. So you don't have to go X triangle, X triangle. You can go X, yeah, X, yeah. X, 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 X triangle, X, 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 X triangle. Yeah. You and don't that's have the best way to, to play it, but it's also one. just, it just like, it is just not presented well. The, the instructions for these games are not very clear. They weren't translated yeah. very well. I nearly lost on that section because I couldn't figure out the controls while I was in the game. Same, and it doesn't do a good... Like, none of these do a good visual indicator other than when you're doing the, um... Pick the hole in the statement with your truth gun. Um... Uh, other than that one, none of the other games I've found do a good representation of you picking the wrong thing. Like, the rest of the... It, it is really hard in the word game and in the rhythm game in the Hangman's Gambit and in the um, Rhythm Argument Dismissal. The bullet time to, battle, yeah. Yeah. To figure out when you are taking damage because the screen doesn't display it very well. I think if you're the, too busy focusing yeah. on the actual game itself, you'll miss that your hearts are going down. I think you, what you need to listen for is the like the comic sound of like a punch, you know, the that yeah. you hear. That's what you need to pay attention to. Yeah, yeah, but it's and but it's only like, it's a very or, it's an audio it's an, it's a very audio thing. Yeah, and if you're focusing too much visually, you might not hear it. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, and also just like a thing of like it's it's only audio, like it's only audio, and there's a lot going on that is both. That is visually... Basically what you just said, but also just emphasising that, like, there could be a visual representation for it. That's but there isn't, yeah. yeah no, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they do such a good job on the other ones whenever it happens, because it just stops the entire game and goes, did you mean to be a fuckwit? <laughs> because you're being a fuckwit. And then resumes the game. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. But yeah, that's how it is. I told these guys to, to be on to play on uh, mean. Are you guys playing on mean logic and mean action? Oh, I didn't realize that you told me that. I actually I'm playing mm. it on on the middle. Difficulty. On the middle one. Okay, so the reason <laughs> yeah, why yeah. I said that is because is when you play anyway. on the middle one, for almost all of the first trial, you only get one option for the um, the nonstop debates when it comes to um. you know where you can shoot and what you can shoot. Whereas later in the as the game progresses, you get multiple bullets and then multiple weak points, and you got to pinpoint the right one. When you go on mean, you do that straight away. And the reason why I wanted to do that is because the game at the, in the first trial is so handheldy that I wanted it to to not be so simple for you because I knew that the main complaint that we were going to get out of this chapter was how tutorial based it is it's like playing pokemon sun where the entire first island island is a fucking tutorial and you I don't want that. that so much because i've never touched anything that plays quite like this and i think that the slow pace helped me but it's probably okay. for the next few games it'll be well like i'll tell you for well, go, for two and three go straight to the hard mode yeah just to give yourself a bit of a challenge um but yeah, yeah. yeah. oh without question definitely like, uh, after using this to get accustomed to it yeah i'll be able to up the basically skill floor. Basically, also yeah. like as a note, the trial went on for a lot longer than I expected. Playing that through to like four AM, 
it didn't. It did make it difficult. It you don't difficult. You don't realize how much time passes until you finish a chapter and look at the time. As you I don't said, realize how much you need to concentrate playing this game. I when I first played when I first played Danganronpa two, I did two chapters. Started at like seven p.m. and I was like, look on my phone. Oh, it's four a.m. Because I was spending that much time talking to people and looking at everything and digesting it and trying to solve puzzles that it's just. You, it's a time-involving thing, and I understand, you know, you guys, you might turn around and go, fuck, I don't want to do that too often, but, like, it's just so engrossing. It's like a good book. You can't put it down. You just want to keep going. Time-involving game to play. Yeah. (laughs) Time-involving game to talk about. (laughs) Exactly. We're almost about to finish up now. We've got two more points, and then we're going to wrap up. The, the first point is the execution. So after it's been established that Leon is the murderer, you get like a little bit of a, like a slot machine and it's like, yay, Leon is the murderer. You got it right. Have all these coins. And then, uh, and then Leon tries to play it off as self-defense. The quote that he uses from the fucking anime is a lot more drastic. Um, in the game, he says, that bitch was trying to kill me. I had no other choice. And then Celeste turns around and says... Well, no, you did. You consciously made the effort to go to your room, get your toolbox, go back, break into the doorknob, pick up the knife and stab her in the stomach. At no point did you have a, did you not have a chance to stop? You chose to continue and kill her. And he acted on impulse just like Sayaka did. And he wasn't thinking it through. So, um, you know, they both are very similar in that aspect. He tries to claim self-defense. In the anime, he says, what am I supposed to do? That crazy skank was going to kill me. What if it was one of you guys? You would have been screwed if you were in my shoes. And then he breaks down and has, and has like a, he cries over it. And then just like in the game, he's like, he tries to play off as self-defense. Monokuma says, we don't do self-defense here, man. If you kill in retaliation, that's killing. And he has a breakdown. And then the execution video plays, which... Oh my god, this actually got censored in Japan in the animated version because of how brutal it is. Where Leon gets tied to a post in a baseball pitch and gets basically a machine gun. Like one of those like guns that shoots like um, baseballs at you. And it's called the 1000 Blows where it's shooting a thousand baseballs at him. And Monokuma's also hitting them back with a bat. And they're just bashing him in and basically he's getting killed by baseballs being shot at him from multiple directions. And, you know, you get gory images of blood splatter and his face all swollen. And the la- the final image you get is his body silhouetted, drooping, o- like on the post with a ball rolling towards you with a blood streak. And all the students are having like their reactions and then you just see Monokuma with this like manic smile. And it's just, oh, the presentation, it's fucking brutal. But it's just like... Oh, it's yeah, it's did, it's it's manic. Did did the um did the bludgeoning um damage come up in the video on the game? Because I don't, I remember yeah, thinking it does. to myself that they specifically so the, didn't. The last the last image before all the balls capturing on his face, his face is squeezing, and he's got like a little bit of swelling, and then his eyes open, and then they all crowd in ah, on his yeah. face. Okay, yeah, it was. It, I thought it. Yeah, I thought it was more... I thought what you were saying, describing, was more intense than that. No, 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 no. Okay, so it's, it, it's not like... How much are okay. they going to show this brutalized... If, if you're thinking of... <laughs> if you're thinking of it in a real-life aspect, it's not 
as brutal as it would be in real life. And obviously, he would have died a lot earlier. But it's still still horrendous. It's horrifying. And they all have a breakdown. Um, Makoto, at the end of the trial, gets a visit from the ultimate question mark, Kyoko, uh, (laughs) who basically turns around and says to him, you know, this is you, I think you're strong. I think you can move on from these deaths. And he turns around and says, I'm not going to forget these people. I'm going to take them with me. Even after I get out of this place, I'm going to remember them regardless of what Sayaka did for me. And, um, and Kyoko said, well, I hope to see it. And they have a really nice interaction that starts to build the relationship. And, and that's from that point onward is when I thought, okay, I can talk to Kyoko now. She's not going to be a complete stone cold bitch. So, um, it was, it was really, um, yeah, it was, it was, but that's how they wrap up chapter one. 12 students left. 20% of the students gone. That's straight up huge, huge. It's huge, man. And it's only going to be more dead kids from here, baby. Yeah. It's only going to get more the drastic. Meat grinder out. We're ready to go. <laughs> uh, just some rap- wrapping some thoughts up on the prologue and chapter one. Jared, what were you overall? I-, I know that you're only a little bit into chapter two at this stage. Um, what are your thoughts overall so far with the game up to this point? I'm having a good time. Like... I didn't know about the detective mystery thing, but I'm really into that. And I'm very excited to see... I think you mentioned that the rest of the game is not as hand-holdy as that first chapter. So I'm very excited to solve some murders. Yeah, you're gonna, it's not as hand-holdy. There's a lot of... You're getting a lot of, like... Patrick's already gone through chapter two you, uh, and is partway through chapter three. You get a lot of, like, plot things that come out of nowhere that you weren't expecting and a lot of developments. And, yeah, dude, it, it, it only gets better from here. Yeah, Pat- the game really ramps up. Yeah, Patrick, what are your thoughts on the beginning of this game? Obviously, you're a little bit more experienced than Jared, but what are your thoughts overall so far towards this? I really like this as an intro because it takes its time to really get you invested in what the game is going to be doing. And then it's sort of, from from this point out, it, like it's appreciated a lot because of the way that the pace ramps up in Chapter 2 and then the way that the pace, like, I, I, I'm not, I'm only at the first free time bit for Chapter 3, but the way that okay. the pace kind of kicks in there as well as just like a... You know, here's another little layer to the narrative. Here's another layer to the narrative. And it just sort of builds it in this nice kind of procedurally stepping sort of way. It also gives you a good um, spurring point for the social interactions part of the game. Really having you have this, like, strong investment very early on in a character. And then seeing them go, it teaches you two things. One, that you should try and seek out relationships because they're worth it even if they're short term. And two, the relationships are transitory. They're short term. Just deal with that, you know? Like, any character that you have here, part of the despair is that you don't get to know them. And I gotta say, we're at chapter three, and I'm... Look at my goddamn eyes. I'm, I'm seeing despair. Oh. There's, only, there's nothing left for us in this world. <laughs> no. Um, really, you know, is, it not, is, it, is this not the perfect game to be playing during a global pandemic? I ask you this. <laughs> I mean... I don't know what's more despair-inducing. Like, it's it's pretty insane. But you know what? This, this There is a reason I love this franchise. And, you know, this was the launching point, uh, really, for this game, was having this 
really be a launching point. You know, when I was first given the concept by my friend, uh, shout out to Tom, you were the one who recommended this to me. I had no idea what it was. I like murder mysteries in general, but I didn't think that I'd get such an one that I would be so like invested in. And the, like you said, the fact that the beginning of the game takes its time to establish the characters and to establish, you know, you can build relationships, but you don't have as much time as you want. You, you are limited in who, what, how much time you got and what you can do. And it's because of that fact that you sort of turn around and go, Oh shit. Like I have so much to invest here. And it, it really is something that you, you want to come back to. And I'm really excited to continue reviewing it with you guys. I'm really excited to continue, you know, you guys playing the games. Cause I know like, you know, you guys are in the infancy stage of the store of the games and the stories. And, you know, you're playing the first game, which in my opinion, you know, the second game is probably where you're going to fall in love with Danganronpa because for me, it's the best game, the best characters, the best murders, the best story. And at the same time, you know, like how many times did I reference the second game during this, these podcasts we've recorded tonight? Like, it, like, I think you're going to really, really, really like the store, like the, the, the game after playing this first one. And then as soon as we move on to that second one, whenever that is, that's where shit's going to really like turn up to 11, but I'm super excited to continue doing this. Thank you for, for we've been recording for three hours. Now we put a lot more recording time in than we ever thought, but you know, this is, this is good. If this is what we need to do and then just break it up, that's what we'll do. But this, this was awesome. Thanks for, thanks for doing this boys. It's been great. No worries. Thanks for having us. Easy, bro. It's so so good. (laughs) <laughs> Looking forward to the next one, brother. Whenever that one is. <laughs> yeah, let me gun through the next, like, two chapters and then we can record that. Oh. Well, anyway, I'm going to use this as a transition to the outro that I'm recording. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it! <laughs> <laughs> what is the, what's, what's the, what's the Mondo line again? Piece of shit! <laughs> Piece of shit. Fuck he at God. one point he says fucking a and it's just yeah, like fucking a. no there's there's man. another one that um there's also another one you like you gotta be fucking kidding me it's the best audio bites he's so scary. good all right guys that is going to do it for this fortnight's episode of danganronpa after class podcast we've just wrapped up chapter one of danganronpa trigger happy havoc and we are going to be launching in a fortnight's time our next episode which will be danganronpa trigger happy havoc chapter two so keep an eye out for the release of that we wanted to give a quick couple of shout outs first of all to the danganronpa after class podcast we would really like to thank the danganronpa wiki uh, Twitter page who gave us a shout out earlier this week in an attempt to help us grow our audience and get new eyes on our podcast. Thank you very much. We really do appreciate that. We had something like 30 new likes on the original tweet in the space of about two hours and we're all stoked that a lot of people were able to check it out so thank you very much for giving us that shout out 
Also, I wanted to give a quick shout out to the Ultra Hope Girls, Maddie, Marin, and Carolyn, who do their own podcast on Danganronpa, but they were able to give us some background information uh, that I was able to bring to the recording of this podcast. So thank you very much for that. Keep up your awesome work, girls. You can follow us at DR After Class Pod on Twitter if you want to get some updates to when the episodes are released as well as some other uh, updates in regards to the podcast. And you can also subscribe to Danganronpa After Class on YouTube if you want to get access to some exclusive YouTube-only videos that will be getting posted up there in the future. And you can also go to our Twitter page for Danganronpa After Class if you would like to find our personal Twitter handles. They will be listed there. Thank you very much for tuning in, guys. We'll see you in a fortnight's time, and we continue our journey through Danganronpa. Bye for now.